up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 62 of the Video Game Pals, the Pals Network's weekly video game podcast where a group of lifelong gamers get together to talk about video games, the news, and how it all makes us feel. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined today by my ever-present co-host and antagonist, Mr. Andy Brown. Hey, hey, hey. We missed you last week. Glad to be back. The edgelord with the heart of gold, Mr. Robert Thompson. Yeah, I am glad to be back, too. And the guildmaster himself, Mr. Sean Bartley. Hello, hello. I'm not sure if I'm glad to be back. <laughs> Remains to be seen. Jury's still out on this one. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, as we teased uh, after last week's Lost episode, we are very eager to get back in the saddle this week. Uh, but before we do that, let me tell you where you guys can find our show all across the internet. You can write into us at thevideogamepals at gmail.com or follow our sister show at the Comics Pals, wherever your social media is sold. And uh, keep up to date with all the cool stuff we've got going on here at the Pals Network. Uh, if you're an audio listener, you can do us a favor by giving us a like on your platform of choice. Or if you really want to help us out, you can head over to Apple Podcasts, where we're currently a five-star rated show, and uh, give us one of those sweet, sweet reviews. Uh, if you're a YouTube viewer, though, uh, you can you know do us a solid by liking the video, subscribing to the channel if you haven't already, and clicking that notification bell so that you know when our daily, weekly, whatever videos go live, uh, because YouTube's been on fire lately. And uh, as always, the best thing you guys can do if you want to help out the show is let your pals know that we're out here doing a show that you're enjoying. So with that, uh, we're going to take it into our, what used to be called the rotating uh, segment, but then it's just been the random question for like months. I'm bringing it back. The buy or sell, everybody. Buy or sell. It's oh, nice. nice. Oh, uh, I, don't have a, I don't have a fun, I don't scream for this one or anything. But, oh, okay, good. <laughs> but, I, I, but I'm excited. So, <laughs> uh, so I, we we got a little bit more uh, Nintendo news this week than anything else. So I had I had Nintendo on the brain, and I thought, uh, why not pick a buy or sell that pits two things I love about Nintendo against one another? So I wanted to ask you guys: buy or sell on Nintendo's presence at E3 or them doing directs throughout the year? So this means you either get. Whatever number of directs they decide or the number we're getting for any given year versus one big blowout at E3. Huh. So just just to clarify, this is absolutely no directs the rest of the year, and we put all that news in E3. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that they can't have a presence at other shows. Like, they could be at Paris Games Week or, you know... Uh, Tokyo like Game Show, GDC, right? Tokyo Game Show, any of those things. Those are still all on the table. It's not like this is the only place you get Nintendo announcements, but you never get another Nintendo Direct. You never get another fun, you know. Oh, tomorrow there's a Nintendo Direct, and it's it's gonna be all about Fire Emblem. It's gonna be all about Pokemon. It's gonna be all about whatever. Like those are gone. I would go with E3. Uh, really? Okay. You know, I I love E3. I'm a big fan of, you know. Uh, conventions of that of that type uh it's the time when i'm the most hype about gaming in general uh i probably watch like i only watch the nintendo directs that pertain to the things i'm into so Mm. i don't really care about the other ones uh if anything i'll just catch whatever if there's some big news to talk about i'll catch it after the fact but uh um I, I'll tune in for E3 for anybody's conference. Doesn't even sure. matter if I care what kind. Of, I watch Ubisoft. You know, I don't give a shit about them. <laughs> uh, so, and then they'll also be at the other conventions too. Still, so I would absolutely go with uh, having them at E3 over the directs. And I'm pretty sure I'll be in the minority, but that's okay for me. I'm gonna go ahead and put Sean, if not in the minority, I'm gonna tie it up and disagree with Sean. Yeah, I'm all about the. The Nintendo Direct schedules. Like, it's not like Nintendo isn't at E3. Like, they still do their one Direct, and sure, it's not the two hours of trailers or, like, real deep dives into games that aren't Super Smash Brothers we got from Sony or Microsoft, but I don't feel like I missed anything from Nintendo that they didn't make up for the rest of the year. Like, how fucking hype was that one random Direct they had in March where they were just like, Smash Brothers? Yeah. Right. Uh, well, I'm going to balance this out again. So I want to keep the E3 stuff because I, even though I like Nintendo Directs a lot, I don't really watch a lot of them because a lot of them are things I don't really, I know I'm not going to buy or I don't care about as much. And uh, if I lose E3, one of the critical things I'm going to lose now, which I've enjoyed the last two years too much, 
uh, Devolver Digital's little fucking conference they do is just is pure gold every year now. Oh, so whoa, 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 whoa. yeah, I didn't mean E3 as a whole. I meant just Nintendo at E3. Uh, well, I mean, still, like, I'd rather I'd rather have the E3 thing because I'm gonna watch anyway. Like for the rest of the stuff, like like Sean said with Ubisoft, oh, okay, like okay, yeah. I'm gonna watch through even dumb things like like Devolver Digital's thing, right? So it's like I know I'm gonna get Nintendo stuff in there. I might as well watch it there too. Uh, the directs are fun, but I honestly miss a lot of them. So, so I'm I'm gonna go with Andy and tie it up mm. um, because for me, like obviously, I'm I'm a Nintendo mark, so like I'm interested <laughs> in most of their first party stuff um, to some degree, uh, and even like the stuff I don't care about. Like I don't really give a shit about Fire Emblem, but I watched <gasps> the Fire Emblem direct with Andy <laughs> because Andy cares about Fire Emblem, and I talked with Andy about games, so it's like, even the stuff that's not for me, I usually want to see how they're doing and what it means for their overall strategy. Um, and for me, like, I I think I just said that for, like, the third time in this string of sentences, but uh, E3's already going to be E3, so if Nintendo dips out, that doesn't ruin E3. But getting those directs a couple times a year are always a really fun event. They're always a fun thing to pick apart, um, and, like, they're really good at I think, like, either... I like how versatile they are, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, right? Like, I like that they're good at either being the big bomb drop of, holy shit, they confirmed Smash Brothers. What does that mean? Uh, To it just being also an easy way for them to give, like, small updates about, you know, a franchise that, in ways that, like, you don't necessarily want to see, like, on the E3 stage or, like, at GDC or something like that, you know? Like that's not necessarily the place to, like, announce small updates to software or, like, little games that are, like, more niche and stuff like that. And it's cool that they have the the ability to do whatever they need through this, like, thing that is now a brand, right? Like, you hear Nintendo Direct and you know that's a big deal. You know that's going to be uh, a, a thing worth tuning in for, at least looking it up the highlights. And um, I would definitely miss it if they got rid of it. Yeah, um... I just I just remembered how fucking weird that 45-minute Fire Emblem direct two days after the Switch presentation was. But, right? Like, yeah. It's like, why, why did that happen? But it was awesome. And they like, were like, here's six Fire Emblem games in two years. Yeah, it's see, like, all right. they're cool, but like, I didn't watch it. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's just yeah. like, if they tried to do that at E3, they wouldn't get away with it. Yeah, like, you wouldn't get the same like, level of focus that they get on games like a Fire Emblem. Like, Fire Emblem's a big part of their portfolio now, but it doesn't speak to a big enough audience for that to be, like, the one game they show at E3. You know, like, and maybe maybe it is next year, right? Who knows, but... Um, uh, Fire Emblem's not out by E3 next year. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be out this year, damn it. Well, why? Yeah, I, it, it's supposed to be an early 2019 game now, right? Like, spring, so whatever yeah. that means. Well, why do, why do they need to have just one game they focus on? They could do what everybody else does and focus on everything they're doing. They easily yeah, could have done that this year. I, I think you're right. Like, if they didn't have the directs, that would make more sense, too. Even you know? even with the directs, they, they chose not to show tons of stuff this year. That they, they said themselves they could have done it, but they didn't want to show anything that wasn't imminent. Yeah, which so. is like... It's weird because that that I I feel like you're right that they're the only one who ones who take that path when it comes to E3. You know, like E3 is generally the the show to like hype you up for the next several years of gaming, and the fact that like Nintendo does generally focus on what's imminent, what's coming out in the next year or year and a half, um, is certainly a different tact. I think it's, it's smart. I mean, it works for them because of how they've developed this other avenue of, of releasing information. Like, if you're an activated Nintendo person, you, you know, you know to pay attention to the directs, you know? And that, like, even if E3 didn't have all the bombs you wanted to see, it's like, well, it's early in the year. We're probably going to get, like, another two or three directs before the end of the year, you know? It's like, yeah. Right, and, it's, like, I don't know. I feel like, especially with Nintendo stuff and the way people treat Nintendo's first-party games, that if they'd done the... Uh, the Sony press conference this year where it's like, here's one game that's coming out this year and three games we haven't even talked about a release date for. Like, 
you definitely run the risk of overhyping and letting people down, and I think Nintendo is rightfully afraid of doing that again. It's something they've definitely had a problem with in the past. Yeah. Too. Like, you, I you, remember their last... I'm sorry, go ahead, Chelsea. You, you could show Metroid without disappointing people. Like, they showed a fucking... Uh, 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 you know, a, a logo, you know? And and it blew, it set the world on fire. They could show <laughs> a little gameplay, a cinematic or something, and it wouldn't. No one would be upset about that without a release date. You know, I think I think when you've got a franchise that people care about that much, you can get away with it if you want to. They just chose not to, and that's their strategy, and that's cool. But I don't think that I don't think that there's any danger of of them, you know, annoying their fan base by doing that because everybody else does it. <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's something that Nintendo definitely has been guilty of in the past. Like, just talking about, oh, this game's coming out ad nauseum, and it's going to be so cool, and then it was terrible. See Star Fox Zero? Wow. Yeah. And, well, and who hasn't been guilty of that? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> We've seen um, 30 years of Death Stranding, and we don't know if that's even a game, so... <laughs> but yeah, but I think, I think to Andy's point, like, Nintendo's... It's, game. <laughs> it's Nintendo's not. It's going like... to be a five-hour-long uh, CGI movie. <laughs> uh, oh, great. I've already seen 45 minutes of it. Uh, um, but I, I think to Andy's point, right? Like, Nintendo is, I think, taking this tact because, or this path rather, because, like, they did have such a rough go of it, right? Like, they're on top right now. And I think, like, they're trying to, like, play it smart, you know? And, like, I don't know that that's a bad idea, especially when they do have the ability to, like, um, when they do do a direct, like, they take that day or that week, right? Whereas in E3, no matter what you do, it's just another E3 announcement. Whereas, like, that Smash trailer, the week of the last E3 back in, or E3, Jesus Christ, the last direct back in March, that was, like, a moment, you know, of, like, oh, man, like, this is all anyone's talking about right now. And I, I think that definitely benefits them, especially with some of their... um like, less landmark titles. Because you're right. I think you can do that with a Metroid. You can do that with a Zelda, a Mario, a Pokemon, a Smash Brothers. But, like, you know, something like Animal Crossing, which is big and has, like, a huge audience, but isn't necessarily the game that you want to be the game that you, like, focus on at E3, you know? Like, I, I, I don't know, just because I think it doesn't speak to as wide a number of, like, the core gamers who are tuning in for E3 and they want some of those bigger things. And I feel like Animal Crossing is huge, but it's also huge with a lot of people that are not necessarily people who are going to like give a shit about Metroid or something else. Then, you know? the, then the direct is ineffective. If, if you're watching a conference, then you care about what's happening there. Like, I watch Ubisoft because it's E3. I don't necessarily care about Ubisoft, but I definitely care about Sony and whatever they show at the conference is stuff that I'm into, you know, because I'm a Sony head. I like it. Uh, Nintendo's audience is the same. If you like Nintendo and you would tune into a random direct on a Tuesday at 12 p.m., you'd probably watch their E3 press conference. And you sure. you may not care about Animal Crossing, but you're not going to jump out a window because they showed it, you know, like you'll be like, all yeah. right, cool. It's Animal Crossing. And so my, my point is. I don't think it's a better strategy. I think it's a different strategy. And Sony has just as much success. Microsoft has just as much success dropping a trailer whenever they feel like it uh, in the middle of, of a month on a random day for Destiny 2 or for whatever game we're talking about. And I don't think that the direct strategy... I think it's working for Nintendo, but I don't think it's some relevatory strategy that everybody else should adopt. I think it's fine that they're doing it, but I think it's just different, not better. I don't know, man. I, I do... Uh, I, I don't, like, totally disagree with you uh, in terms of, like, I do wish that Nintendo had a bigger presence at E3. Um, but I do wish the other people would, like, kind of adopt that strategy because um, I, I really do like the Direct. You uh, like I think, them, like, but are they more yeah. effective? Well, I think I think they are for how they're used because I think like the fact that they are versatile and they're an opportunity to create a moment at a time where there isn't other press to compete with uh, is like 
genius. You know, it's the same reason that we've seen like Marvel um, like pull out of San Diego Comic Con in in recent years, right? Like they did their own event where they announced all those big movies, like what in 2014, where they announced like the whole timeline right, out yeah. to Inhumans, and uh, and I remember that was like the thing that everyone was talking about that week. It wasn't one of the announcements in a big week. And I, I definitely think that's a really, really effective strategy. And I think like it would be, I think it would be smart for Xbox and uh, and Sony to have similar solutions. And I think like we saw like Xbox, what is it, Xbox Insider or something like that. They have that new show that they started doing like once a month. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And it's it's kind of a similar thing to the direct. Pete, you really, honestly, genuinely think that if Marvel announces their full slate of movies at San Diego Comic Con. That that's not what everybody's gonna be talking about. Do you really believe that? I think it's 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 not that not everyone will be talking about it, but it's one of many things. It, and it's like it's the same thing with like like if you look at uh, E three, like the the conferences have started spacing out more and more because like I remember a couple years ago, I guess it was like twenty fifteen, Xbox and Sony were on the same day, you know, and then it was oh, like yeah. Xbox goes first. <laughs> everybody talks about Xbox for like four or five hours and then it's all sony you know the next that night and the next day and xbox is lost in the shuffle you know whereas like if xbox's event and and i'm not again i'm not arguing against e3 but if xbox hadn't had an event on its own removed from everything else that would be the only thing anyone was talking about because there's nothing else like there's no other noise to compete with you know and like the biggest announcement still wins obviously but if smash is the biggest game you got you know, why not save that other stuff in your back pocket for a rainy day? You know, like right now, when there's no, like right this week, right? When there's no fucking news. If there had been a direct, it would be all, it would be like, oh shit, cool. Like, this is a big thing. Let's talk about all this stuff. And the, the smaller announcements have a little bit more room to breathe. And that's that's why I think it's an effective strategy. Okay. Um, but yeah, we, we got real deep on this one. We got way yeah. farther than I thought we were going to, but I thought this was, this was an interesting discussion. So I liked it. Um, it was good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you guys want to let us know, uh, your thoughts on this one, hit us down in the comments below, uh, or send us an email to videogamepals.gmail.com and we'll read it on the air. And, uh, you can send us your own buyer, seller, random question and, uh, have them read on the air as well. So, uh, do that and save me 10 minutes when I put the show together. So, uh, <laughs> with that, I guess that means it's time for... <laughs> All right, so we've got a we've got a teeny tiny number of items on the news list this week, but uh, but there's some fun ones here. So let's let's just jump into them. Uh, item number one: Everyone's talking about crossplay, so I guess we should too. Damn it! Uh, so Bethesda. That's how they get you. <laughs> Wait, what? I said, damn it! That's how they get you. Oh, <laughs> sorry, you roboted out for me on my. Oh end a no. Bit there. <laughs> Uh, that's actually appropriate, because it, it kind of sounded like you were coming through power armor. Oh, okay. And uh, Bethesda's Todd Howard has confirmed that Fallout 76 will not feature crossplay because of... You guessed it, Sony. Oh, yeah. So, uh, shout out to IGN India's Alex uh, Gilead, Gileadov, I'm going to guess? Sorry, Alex, That's I'm hoping that's how you say your name but thank you for translating this interview uh with the german outlet uh gamestar so when asked about the possibility of crossplay, howard said we would love to have that but currently this is this isn't possible and uh howard then went on to say that it's because sony is quote not as helpful as everyone would like um so obviously this story got a little bit of traction because it's kind of coming hot off the heels of uh the sony epic Fortnite debacle that's like you know um just been a fucking huge embarrassment uh to them and like a pr goddamn nightmare uh but like i i wanted to ask you guys like is anyone surprised by this i'm not you know surprised. like I I, 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 mean, I I literally none of this is surprising sony refusing crossplay um noted to microsoft ally todd howard getting out in the press to be like yeah fuck sony yeah, throwing shade <laughs> at them like he usually does um, todd howard being one of the only like devs like third-party devs in the industry who can just come out and say yeah fuck sony no i mean this is like uh par for the course man like i didn't think for one second before this game you know even got talked about a little that there was going to be cross play um it 
it kind of also makes sense for it too, just a little bit, because you know it's like there's no one in the game supposedly because like bombs just drop. So it's like, hey, whatever. Maybe even less players on like each side of it. You know, the PC crowd stays over there and the PS4 crowd stays over here and stuff. Maybe that'll just be more thematic for it. I'll just I'll just forget about it. You know, <laughs> that's my headcanon for this game now. <laughs> I think it's really uh, it's really unfortunate that Sony is refusing to play ball. So so vehemently uh, yeah but I, I just think it's one of those things where they already kind of went down that road and they're not going to they've dug their heels in you know they're yeah, not gonna yeah. they're not gonna try to save face um right and it sucks but you can do that when you're on top you know you can absolutely do that and it's not going to Sony's not going to lose a sale because of this uh at least i don't think so if you own a ps4 and you're you're into it, you're going to buy this game on PS4 and call it a day. Uh, it already happened. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like our group already, uh, the Conan group we have, already pretty much pre-ordered this for the PS4, you know, so it's like, uh, the crossplay isn't going to hurt us on there, but like, it's de- it definitely sucks that, you know, um, they're, they're just, I think, honestly, guys, like, they're never going to get rid of this, you know, th- this line in the sand is here until it hits a point where the sales start dropping and then like, you know, actually start affecting their wallets. So, I mean, like if somehow that, that happens, you know, for like the PS five, maybe they'll let crossplay happen for that. I don't know, but I don't think this is going to go away in the PS4's life cycle at all. It's, it's here to stay. So, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely inclined to agree with you on that one, man. Um, because I, I definitely think that there is, um, like it's it's clear that they like we had I, I it says it in the article that we linked to down below I forget the name of the guy but there's like a former Sony exec who like came out and said that like you know he knows that the reason that they don't want to do this is because they don't like the idea of someone buying something on an Xbox yeah. and using it on a PlayStation right right and it's like fine like I I can totally understand that logic when you're on top it's it, like you said it's it's the next generation where i'm worried because right now it's creating this narrative of like fuck sony they're being greedy and mm-hmm. you know this and that and they're the ones fucking up you know the ability for everybody to play crossplay and uh, it's funny because like you know you know i love todd howard but like there's also that's a, it's a little bit of a dubious statement right like oh we could do it but sony doesn't want to play nice it's like i mean you could still do it for xbox and pc then you know, like, why not yeah. just do that and, yeah, and stick it to them? They're deciding, well, fuck it, and we can blame it on Sony as to why we're not doing it. You know, and it's like, as much as that's totally true, it's also if they wanted to do crross-play with the <laughs> other platforms, that's totally an option, so why don't you do that? The, you know, like, The only reason I don't think that that's a good idea is because that would alienate the, the crowd. Like, I would, you know, like, again, like, I'm not going to have the crossplay problem, but, like, I don't think, like saying like well it's crossplay with with pc and, and xbox right but like not sony right like now doing that versus having all three games just you know or all three platforms just be independent of each other like i don't know i got a feeling that there might be someone who takes that the wrong way on the ps4 crowd and just you know uh gets mad at them for doing it rather than pe- like sony like, you know what i mean so i think he's trying like he did a good job where he did keeping the direction on where the, the spotlight needs to be you know i worry yeah. that like someone would just get mad at like you know bethesda or you know Microsoft or or computers or something I don't know, <laughs> so I think it kept it where it needs to be. Um, so, like I said, I'm not surprised by any party's actions here, and I do wish it were different, but I don't think it's ever going to change. Like when you know, if this trend continues, and like Xbox ends up back on top next gen. And then all of a sudden it's going to be Microsoft being like, well, you know, we don't know. Like, you probably shouldn't be playing your Xbox with your PlayStation friends. They should buy an Xbox if they want to play with you on Xbox. Yep. Yeah, that'll totally happen. So, yep. Uh, Microsoft, yeah, though, has been pretty big on uh, Xbox PC crossplay, which I will give yeah. them a big old thumbs up for. But. I mean, that makes sense, though, right? Because. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all the Microsoft ecosystem. Yeah. Yep. And I, and I think. Um, in a similar way, the fact that, like, they're making uh, a partnership with Nintendo isn't super surprising because I feel like that's another market where, like, like we, we talk about this all the time and it's, like, you know, not necessarily a unique opinion to say, that, like, Nintendo doesn't really compete with the two of them. Right, yeah. You know, they they kind of do their own thing and exist in their own little, like, you know, corner of the market and, like, them being, like, yeah, that narrative of, well, you should just play on your Xbox – but it's okay if you play on your Switch because that's really a handheld. You yeah. know, like that's how we see it. <laughs> um, fine, yeah, right. Like, and if if they continue to um, 
lay the ground for that relationship now, I could see that continuing into the next generation and like the combination of all these things could really be damaging for Sony. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't think that any one of there. these things... Yeah, I don't... Because it's like, crossplay is a thing where, like... And I wanted to bring this up uh, because of the whole Sony Epic thing. Like, I I really think I've seen a lot of people conflating, like, crossplay with cross-progression, you know? Because, like, the whole issue with Fortnite, in my mind anyway, it's not really that you're not allowed to do crossplay. It's that they locked your account if it ever touched Sony's stuff. And, like, we're, like, limiting you from using stuff that you paid money for, right? Like, there's people who are like, oh, I spent $300 on Fortnite on PC or whatever, and I hooked it up to my PlayStation account one time at a friend's house to show them my stuff, and then now I can't use it on my Switch. And it's like, that's bullshit. Like, that is a, a super, like, a thing I think Sony needs to back down on. Whereas, like, crossplay, like, you know, it's a nice perk, but it is a thing of, like, they don't owe that to us. You know, it's like, I wish that they would do it, but they don't need to, you know, like the reality of like the, the number of users they have is so much greater than the other two platforms where like, there is more of an incentive for them to do it with where Sony doesn't necessarily have to. Um, but I think like, even though they're on top, I don't think that like the bad press is worth it. You know, like the, the narrative that's emerging is no, they should, like they should not... look to the future, man. You know, like, like. The, the cycle of the PS4, like, they sold their units, you know, like, they already made a bajillion dollars, you know, like, it's fine if they don't want to hand out the perk for this, but the fact that they're pissing a lot of people off, and then, like you said, with the combination of other things, like, the groundwork is there for some serious damage on the next generation, and they may not be able to afford to dig their heels in on stuff next time, so... I'm, I I'm very much in the camp of, you know, this is stupid, but it's also being overblown. Uh, I, I really, yeah. I really don't think that this is as much of a problem as it's being made out to be, and I don't honestly think that this is a thing that's going to hurt them. If the PlayStation Five gets announced and there's some really terrible things about it, and it's similar to the PS3 release with all the kind of stuff that went on with that, then yeah. But crossplay is not going to be the thing, and I don't even think it's going to be one of the things. Oh, I think really? it would take something critical. For people to turn away from Sony, the the loyalists, uh, I I think it would it's gonna be a lot more than crossplay that causes uh, the downfall, if you will. I just see it as like one dent, you know, and like ten of them yeah, start, sure. you know, and then like I really do think that we're gonna have a an iffy PlayStation Five launch. I just have bad feelings about it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't I don't even think that like I, I uh, exist somewhere in between those two things right like I think Sean's right that like ultimately like at the end of the day I don't think people buy a console for any other reason than like like I don't know console, if you care yeah. about exclusives right like you're going to buy the PlayStation Five mm -hmm. right and a lot of people clearly do those games sell really well and they've been some of the most talked about games of the year for the last <laughs> several years. Um, so that is, I think, what Sony is always going to have in its back pocket. Uh, but I, I do think that, like, just because you're on top, it doesn't make sense to get, like, cocky. Because that's always been Sony's downfall, is cockiness. Like, it's when they really think about their customer and put their customer first, where they've then shown, like, we have the superior product, at, for the most part, and we have, you know, like, your best interest as a customer at heart and like whether that's true or not that's the optic that you need to have and i think like this is an unforced error of like i agree with you sean it's probably not as going to be a big deal in the in the grand scheme of things as people are making it out to be but as long as people are talking about it like that gives your op your competition an opportunity to regain ground that you don't want them to because last generation, Sony was on the bottom, they closed a, a huge gap, and then now created a huge gap. And they should want to maintain that. And, like, I don't think the money that they would lose on going back on this policy uh, is worth the amount of just, you know, negativity that you can attribute to the brand that wasn't there before. Sure. I also don't think that... I don't think the gamers are going to be sitting around, you know, two, three years from now thinking, man, I really kind of want a PS5, but that crossplay deal, that really soured me. I'm just going to go with the Xbox this time. That's not going to happen. 
I, I don't I don't think it matters, and I don't think that anybody who's complaining about this now will even remember that it took place, let alone care about it, even a year from now or a few months from now. To be honest, this will this will blow over. I I don't think that this specific incident is like super important in the scheme of things, but I do think that this has the the start of a trend brewing uh, where anytime Sony does anything that can be construed as anti-consumer in any way, it's going to be like, oh, remember that crossplay thing? That's that's what oh, I remember see that other thing and the, that crossplay thing? It's going to get skewed into that regardless. Like, I agree yep. that I don't think this is going to do the damage, but like, if their perception is there about something, there's going to be it's going to come out again, you know? Well, they I would deserve like, it. If they, can, if they continue to do things, then yeah. they deserve it. But that implies that they will. And so that remains to be seen. We're talking about the future, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, it it's, it's definitely something that I, I don't think it would be hard for Sony to come back from. You know, like, it's, it's not a major problem. It's just hopefully not the beginning of a trend, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll keep you updated on that one as it develops. But uh, while Sony is stumbling to find its feet right now, the company's former mascot, Crash Bandicoot, continues his meteoric fucking comeback, dude. So the Crash Bandicoot's end scene trilogy beat out uh, Ubisoft's The Crew 2 to have its eighth appearance as the best-selling game in the UK uh, with its release on PC, Xbox One, and Switch. I guess last week or two weeks ago now? Um... But so this week, the Xbox One version was the best-selling version, uh, but only just beating the Switch edition by 250 copies. So both of them sold, like, fucking gangbusters. Um, And then uh, the Switch version of Crash is actually the fastest-selling Switch game released this year in the UK. Wow. Uh, And then, like, that is worth pointing out that like you know the the uh game industry.biz article that i pulled this from says that like it's got a lower than usual like price tag you know so like obviously that factors into its its sales success but uh yeah man crash bandicoot blowing up again which is just so funny because i remember a time where i was like oh it's so cool they're doing this like i wonder how it's gonna do yeah you know and it's and it's just continued to fucking blow up sales charts which is awesome, man. I mean, I think it speaks to the possibility of like a like a kind of a I don't know a third uh, third person like platformer revival like maybe brewing, you know? Because I think like similar to the way we saw that with like the two D platformer a couple years ago, and like the whole like nostalgia for NES and SNES style games. I think like our generation grew up with these kinds of games, and now we've got maybe kind of a renewed interest in them again as well, you know? And, uh, I mean, I think, like, the the success that this game is finding definitely means we're going to see more people try to get in on this money. Well, I, I totally agree with that, and I think uh, what's, what's old becomes new again in every aspect of life, and this is not really a surprise in that sense. I love that it's Crash, though, that's driving this, just because I'm such a big fan of his, and uh, of those games, and I hope that this shows that this is a character that's there's just still money in this character. It's it's a bummer that they kind of abandoned him and abandoned you know what made Crash so great on the PS1. I think uh, the Crash PS2 games were were you know n- nothing. No, uh, they were not good. Yeah, <laughs> and and it's it's really unfortunate that they couldn't pull it together because. I honestly believe that if they had just done the same thing on the PS2 that they did with the PS1, Crash may never have died. I don't think that, at least not in, to my knowledge, was there a a lack of interest in the character. The games just were bad. Yeah, they kept selling for a while. Because I, I, I think the problem is really that, like, you know, Naughty Dog are a great team, you know? And, like, even at that point in their, their uh, life, you know, like, they were young and hadn't didn't have a lot of experience but like they they made great games with crash and like the team that took it on after that at activision was just not up to snuff you know and like maybe it was dev cycles maybe it was whatever but like activision was clearly just like at the time not a good home for crash you know and like we've seen how they treat budget ip you know and like they shovel out stuff and it's like i think they're really you know 
realizing that there's more money in developing a game that's really high quality than like trying to make a bunch that are crappy on the cheap and trying to sell them to kids you know it's like they there was a lot of time and care put into the insane trilogy and like it paid dividends even selling it at a reduced price it's making money hand over fist do you happen to know why naughty dog didn't develop the uh the ps2 it was uh jack and daxter right yeah yeah they they moved on to jack and daxter and i know that um there was some there was some weird thing that happened where like for some reason because naughty dog didn't work on it didn't want to work on it anymore and i guess maybe because sony didn't have another team to put on the ip they sold it to activision oh my god um and i don't know if it was that maybe sony didn't own it and naughty dog did and they sold it to them instead of sony and maybe that was before naughty dog got acquired it was somewhere in that weird period though of like because you look at like everything from jack and daxter on that naughty dog's done and it's wholly under the sony banner they own it you know um so yeah i know that crash and spyro both ended up at uh at different studios and that and that's kind of what ended up happening with both of those series you know they went from you know, some of the most cur- currently some of the most talented developers in the industry uh, to, you know, teams that don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Made up of people you've never heard of. So, uh, yeah, it- it's a shame. But, uh, you know, it's it's funny because as much as it is a shame, it's kind of cool that like now there's like a resurgence, you know, and like they were gone and bad for so long. And now it's like, yo, like, you know, we're going to get a new crash game. Like, it's happening. Like, it doesn't make this much money. And then just, well, I guess that's it. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, they, that was fun. They stop at the re-release. They made their cash. <laughs> it's like, no way, dude. Fucking Vicarious Visions is, uh, I think that's the name of the developer, is uh, definitely going to make an original Crash game. And I, I bet we hear about it, like, next year, you know? And I have to imagine the same thing's going to happen to Spyro. Like, that, that game will probably be, you know, not as successful as Crash, but will probably make a ton of money enough to warrant hey there's interest in this ip let's make another one so all i know is hmm, uh that if this whole deal works out crash needs to appear in a fighting game i need him in smash playstation all-stars make yes battle royale 2 let's go (laughs) make playstation all-stars 2 one of my favorite fighting games god yeah i really want it and put crash in it that was a travesty. That a he better, that. a better suggestion for no the Sony Boom. exclusive character on the PS4 version of Soul Calibur Six. Boom! Crash. That is not a better suggestion. <laughs> he's he's just in like that knight armor <laughs> from, the, <laughs> from the second game. It's just like looks like he's cosplaying as Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins. No, I don't want this. I <laughs> uh, love that man. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, congratulations, Crash. It's good to have you back. Uh, so, uh, speaking of things we love being successful, Netflix's Castlevania is back this October with an eight-episode season two, uh, specifically coming back on October 26th, so right, right in time for Halloween, uh, was confirmed last week at Anime Expo after being delayed from its original summer release window, and uh, Thompson and I reviewed the original season all the way back on episode 12 of the Video Game Pals. Yeah. Holy shit, man. <laughs> uh, so go check that out. I linked to it down below. You can bet your ass we're definitely going to be back to review this season. Uh my my hype is at like an all time high right now, man. Like I, I I forgot that it had been delayed, and I was just like, man. Like I was thinking about this the other day. I was like, when's where's Castlevania at? Like when's this coming back? And then here we go, October, baby. Yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm I'm gonna go watch the first season again. Netflix like recommended it to me the other day, and I got so excited. I was like, oh shit, it's showing up in my Netflix queue. It's back. Let's go. No, you see the uh, Netflix pictures for where it's like the eight bit. Um castlevania thing where like yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's like the nes style mm-hmm. cover so dope i think i actually watched this uh the four episode thing is so short that you can get it done in like like what like uh, an hour and a half or something <laughs> and yeah so, no, like i yeah it's i i remember when it first came out uh i was like supposed to be going to like a party or something and i was like oh i got like 20 minutes before i need to leave i'll watch the first episode and i just sat and watched the whole thing and showed up late and was like guys castlevania is cool like <laughs> 
it's it's funny that it's an eight episode season two and most like anime and shit run for 12 episodes so this is basically just like the second and third parts of of the first season that should have been you know so like the, the episode ordering is like really weird for this like uh, but it's short, it's sweet. Um, I watched season one like every other week. I've probably seen it like 40 times. So, <laughs> really? like no joke, probably like 40 times now. So, um, th- yeah, I'm definitely watching season two, man. I'm definitely going to review it. So, it's good uh, shit, man. I can't wait. Tell, tell, tell me about it, Thompson. Sell me on it. Uh, so, like, you ever watch any of the, like, Marvel or DC animated movies? Like, you like that kind of style? Because it, it's got, like, a, like, that kind of feel, maybe, like, the Avatar core, like, animation style a little bit. So Yeah, like, Western anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's not anime, but it's, 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 it's got that feel to it, right? So, um, it's set with the, like, nice, beautiful Burning Witch stuff, you know, like, that's kind of how it opens. And then uh, you go from there. You see the darkness unleashed from the lady being burnt. Turns out, uh, you know, like two seconds into the movie, you find out that's Dracula's wife. And the story is his revenge on the people for doing that. Um, So without getting too far into it, um, it's definitely for adults. It's got some good it's it's blood yeah some good like some good uh gore for like you know over the top but like you know some some shit's real a sword's gonna hit some dude you're gonna see it happen and uh some fun language so um that's the quickest review i can give you to sell you sounds great yeah it's uh it's it's a great time if you haven't seen it yet like thompson said it's only four episodes it's super short go check it out um and then go listen to our review and uh, we will definitely be tuning in for season two. So, uh, yeah, if you guys are excited for Castlevania, uh, let us know in the comments down below. Uh, so then our last news story is going to take us into our meat and potatoes this week, where we'll be doing some speculating on Nintendo's plans for 2018, uh, because they just had their most recent shareholders meeting. There's been some some shakeups in the leadership of the company, and uh, they dropped some pretty interesting information. Uh, so I'm going to pull from this article from uh, Giuseppe Nelva over at Dual Shockers, who's going to catch us up on uh, all the highlights of the meeting. All right, so jumping into Giuseppe's article, uh, he writes, Nintendo recently hosted its general meeting of shareholders and former president Tatsumi Kimishima, who was on his last meeting in this role, was asked if the instability of the semiconductor market is going to influence the Switch's production or price this year. Following the meeting, the House of Mario and Zelda provided a transcript. Uh, Kimishima... I got it right the first time, man. Kimishima-san mentioned that the plan remains to ship 20 million shipments for the console in the current fiscal year. Uh, So that's from April 2018 to March 2019. Uh, And there are no problems in securing the required production volumes. While it's true that the price of parts is affected by fluctuations, negotiations are undergoing to uh, to any impact on the production costs of these 20 million units. Senior Executive Officer Susima... Sasuma Tanaka, got it that time, added uh, that last year there were indeed difficulties in procuring components such as memory, but by sharing the momentum of the Switch hardware and Nintendo's plans with manufacturers, he feels that it's easy to collaborate to solve that issue. Regarding memories, the issues uh, were located a few years ago rather than last year, and the company is focusing its efforts on talking with manufacturers and negotiating prices and delivery dates. Um, so just moving on a little bit, uh, basically what, he's, what what he goes on to say is that like, because of the success of the Switch, they've been able to kind of, like, get some of these negotiations and secure enough parts that they're confident they'll be able to ship that 20 million units, right? Uh, And um, then moving on to uh, talking about what what went on with E3, right? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Uh, After Nintendo's E3 presentation, it caused a huge decline in their stock value. Uh, I think it was by, like, seven points, And um, so when asked about this, this is what Kimishima-san had to say. He explained that the company is preparing to disclose more information to the customers at an appropriate timing, including products that will be launched during the year-end shopping battle. It's not yet time to announce the full lineup. That being said, he listed the games that will be released before the end of the fiscal year, mentioning that it's, quote, a powerful lineup. Uh, Nintendo aims to maintain and expand the momentum of the Switch towards the end-year shopping battle. This is a widely used definition in Japan for the shopping rush at the end of the year. He believes that more detailed information can be disclosed to customers in the future. So, uh, just to recap there, right? So, their plans for 2018, we know we've got 
or 20, 2018 into 2019. The intent to ship 20 million Switch units, so that's to, to ship at least as many as they've already sold, which would bring their total sales up to 40 million. Uh, seems totally reasonable. Um, and apparently they're on track to do that already, so that's great. Uh, we know that there's new software that's going to be announced that they think is going to be a significant thing that Switch owners or you know um, the stockholders will care about. So that implies that it's got to be significant software if it's something that they think is going to like affect their stock. Um, and then mentions that they've already got a powerful lineup for release this year, right? So we already know we have a Pokemon game, we've got Smash, we've got um, what's coming in September? There's one other game. Uh, here, let me look up the the launch lineup here. Or not the launch lineup. You know what I'm saying. The timeline for the rest of the games this year. Right, right. Uh, all right, so I got the list, and uh, the, the games that I forgot were Super Mario Party, uh, which comes out October oh, yeah. 5th. We've got uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2, um, DLC coming out September. Uh, so, like, there's a, you know, a couple other, like, big games, and, like, smaller stuff, like Overcooked 2. We've got um, Octopath Travelers, like, next week. So, you know, there there's quite a bit still coming to the Switch this year um, that is exclusives and stuff that Nintendo's got on the docket. But uh, I, I guess for this meat and potatoes, I wanted to talk to you guys about what do you think this this like thing could be? What do you think these these remaining softwares like? What what are the IP that they could be sitting on that is something significant enough that it would move the needle, right? Because that I, I think that's a really interesting question. I think because oh go ahead. Andy. I think there's one IP Nintendo has that makes sense as a surprise drop. And would move the needle. And that's my boy Pete's boy Tom Nook's Animal Crossing. I agree. I feel like it I feel like it must be Animal Crossing. Like because that's I, the only thing that's big enough that they haven't said anything about. <laughs> you like, guys are such else, dreamers. I feel bad. But <laughs> No, no dude, I'm never sense. gonna fucking play it. I don't like Animal Crossing. But dude, uh, people, people want it. There's probably not gonna be enough change to like dive deep and be like this is what's new in animal crossing it's just more animal crossing there's new animals um there will probably be slightly different features new systems yeah but like that's the kind of thing that like makes sense for a deep dive in like a 15 minute direct presentation and by the way it comes out next month or like if we get that this summer Right, like we get the direct by the end of the summer, and the announcement comes that it's like you know, a uh, a November game, maybe. Yeah. I think that's the one month that's open that where there's like nothing, no drop, or maybe September alongside the DLC for Xenoblade Chronicles Two. I feel like that totally makes sense. Thompson, what 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 makes us dreamers? I just I feel don't. Like, I feel like in a world, what else could it be? Okay, so you've only got a picture for Metroid, right? So they can do any number of things with that. You don't know anything about that game. They could always release the other uh, Pokemon like mainline title or something, anything about that. Uh, so those two off the bat, yeah. But it's not just information about. Well, no. Okay, maybe you're right though. It says just preparing to the disclose more information to customers. We'll move for that. So That's it doesn't true. have to That's be a true. sale to make it go up. Uh, and like, point. it doesn't have to go up seven points that it dropped. I'm just saying like, it will move for sure. It'll fluctuate. But like, even, even saying like, Hey, like I'm just making this up, man. Like Metroid gets uh, some information by the end of the year and they go, well, it's coming out 2019, right? Well, this is their plans for 2019 as well. So like that will help it move up. And those sales could be early 2019 stuff too. It doesn't have to be the, the Christmas uh, battle. You know, we've, we've increasingly seen, uh, February and stuff, you know, like January. But he yeah. did he did say directly that like there's stuff they haven't disclosed yet, including stuff that's going to get released for Christmas. No, he doesn't. He's, he says Nintendo aims to maintain and expand the momentum of the Switch towards the year-end shopping battle. That doesn't mean that they're actually releasing new games that we don't know about that are going to I'm sell consoles or or software. I the article Pete posted that I'm looking at right now says, uh, he explained companies preparing to disclose more information at an appropriate timing, including products that will be launched during the year-end shopping battle. 
but that doesn't mean that that's talking about new games. So just, that was something I was going to bring up is when it says products, what if that's something like maybe the N64 classic that we discussed? See, that that's another thing, too. Like, I didn't even think of that, man. Like, that, that could totally come out um, by the time Christmas and shit. You know, like, there's there's, like... That's like a perfect thing at Christmas time too, because think about it, man. That could come out. That that's one of the few things that could come out against like a Red Dead Redemption two and still sell. People are gonna buy it whenever it comes out. Yeah, and that's a perfect Christmas gift. There's the peripheral market to consider. Like I don't know what else they'd have in store. Like speculation, and that could be anything, you know. But the '64 classic will sell no matter what, wherever it comes out. So if they want to put it out in that time, it's just gonna help them, you know. All right, so. I consider that there's, like, Metroid stuff that we don't know about, right? We only have the picture. There's always another Pokemon release for the Switch or something. Um, you know, there's there's the peripheral market for the 64. And anything else like that, like, is going to sell, you know. So they're, they're going to make money on that. Like, the stock is going to move regardless of that shit. Um, like, Octopath Traveler is coming out, right? Um, those little types of games, I think, are also going to help. Like, there could be a ton of releases for the, for the Christmas time, like, maybe three or four of types of games that they haven't really mentioned you know like um that advanced wars thing that they were making that got pushed back like for a full year already i think it's yeah. late to come out then like that's obviously known but little games like that could help in a dramatic way especially if there's a sale on the switch and they move a couple million units in the end of, by the end of the year you know like it's going to entice people to buy more little games you know the the market that they have going is is strong for that and i think like i think honestly like it's it's really easy for them right now to pull this off like they're positioned really well to do this and they just need to just put out stuff and like they're doing that so i think really they're at the point regardless of like how significant of the releases it's gonna help move the needle for them you know i think the seven point drop is just a drop it'll be back and it'll probably be well, 10 more you know it's it's interesting too because something I saw a lot of people pointing out uh, on Twitter was that after the E three thing, the, their their stock dropped seven points. Yeah. But um, they also moved like two million switches or something like in the week after E three. Mm -hmm. So it was like consumers saw that and went out and bought switches. You know. So I think it just speaks to kind of a disconnect between analysts and and people who actually buy the product. Because they, I guess, looked at Nintendo's Direct and, and see that they have less than everybody else, so they should be dinged. But, you know, Nintendo people see Smash. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and that's, that like, all they need to do, right? So it doesn't matter if it goes down temporarily, like, at a couple numbers temporarily. It'll go back up and probably higher in the long run, you know? That's just the nature of it. So I, I think like he also said like that they have a quote powerful lineup for the, the holiday yeah, push they, and like I don't think that they do, right? Like it can't be understated how big the it is though. Like it's literally what, their first and third biggest franchise are launching within two months of each other. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Pokemon and Smash are the two things that fucking sell Nintendo hardware better than anything except maybe Mario. I mean, I, I read this article and I think to myself, well, they don't there there is no need for an announcement of future games. I don't read this as they have something uh, you know behind their hands or behind their backs that they're waiting to show us. I read this as they do have a powerful lineup. We know what it is, and we're gonna see more about those things in the future. There's still stuff about Smash we don't know. Uh, in fact, I think there's a lot about Smash we don't know. Um, there's stuff about uh, the new Super Mario Party game we don't know. <laughs> Pokemon is coming. Um, and then maybe they do have the Nintendo 64 uh, mini in their back pocket. So, com when you... Or some other peripherals for some of yeah. these other games that you've mentioned, you know? Like yeah, and, and, you know, Smash Brothers does compete and can compete with the other, with what Sony has coming, with what Microsoft has coming. So I think uh, Nintendo's in, in prime position. Casual Arms 2 release for Pete. <laughs> so, oh my god, dude, I would fucking, I would be so happy, please. That said, Give I me. I could see what Andy's saying being right about, uh, like, a, like a, a tier two, uh, type of announcement like they could have an animal crossing ready and that could be yeah, something that 
kind of bolsters what they already have going on. It it did make me I, laugh that you guys were first thing was just like, yeah, Adam McGraw. It's that's dude, so like, not it's, on my it's radar. One, <laughs> it's it's one of those things though. Like I think, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I know that I'm gonna come off a little like corkboard murder <laughs> sceney, but like Whoa. you th- you th- you think about it and it adds up right like animal crossing as a as a brand right is very strong like it's one of nintendo's like um like top tier franchises in terms of like sale and audience engagement for the most part uh and there hasn't been a new one since new leaf which was i think 2012 it might have been 2013 um so, but no matter what, it's been There's four the or five years. One, right? so, there, yeah, was there a mobile one? Well, the mobile game, right. And I was going to say, that's the other thing, is that just came out earlier this year. And, like, it, you know, I, I feel like all those things compounded of, like, <laughs> the idea of them having an Animal Crossing that's ready to go isn't outside the realm of possibility. No, it's not. But, like, what what makes me laugh about it is when you, when you hear it saying the last thing, like, they have a mobile game, and it's like, hey, maybe I'm getting this. That's like me with Command & Conquer Rivals here and that, and they're like, oh, well, maybe it's time for them to get the PC. <laughs> like, no, it's no, not it's happening. because it's a Nintendo, Thompson. You're full of crap. They gave us a Fire Emblem mobile game last year, and we're getting a new Fire Emblem this year. I, and we're we're saying. Fire I don't, Emblem last I don't year have that. And one the year before that. <laughs> I don't, and the year before that <laughs> but see like that's the thing man i guess i don't start with that mindset you know what i mean like i see it as like oh it's there like you know it's kind of like it's laying down for rest you know it's tired it, no, it's, coming back, baby. it's time dude i i would tear up an animal crossing game on the switch i know I it's so bad i know you would and i like I, I hope, I hope that we're right, Andy. I hope that this is the release. If this is the thing, this is the like, it's the best fucking year ever. Like I can't <laughs> wait. Like are you fucking kidding me? Like I get Animal Crossing, Pokemon, and Smash. Like let's go, let's go. Uh, that's and that's not a, a commentary on my excitement for Pokemon. Let's go because. <laughs> mm. <laughs> But uh, Andy, what do, what do you think about the idea of it not being a game, like it being like an N sixty four classic, maybe some other kind of peripheral, like um, like apparently the uh, GameStop released a bunch of information this week about like sales and and pre orders and stuff post E three, and apparently the interest uh, and numbers for that fucking stupid ball for Pokemon Let's Go are like off the charts, and it's a fifty dollar. Oh yeah, thing, it's a fifty dollar so. fucking fake Joy-Con that makes Pikachu sounds occasionally. And gets you a Mew. Uh, but it's so going to sell. <laughs> what do you? That's what I'm saying, right? What do you think about the idea of it being something else? Like being an N64 classic or, or maybe some kind of peripheral or, or some other bullshit like that? So I would not be surprised at all. Um, like Nintendo is big on these peripheral bullshit things. Um, I personally wouldn't be crazy about an N64 mini, but that's just because... I never had an N64, not a ton of nostalgia in my heart for it. Mm. Um, but, like, it would sell like fucking hotcakes, so it would make sense. Yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely pick one up, if for no, no other reason than to have the ability to play those games on an HD yeah, TV right. easily. Um, you know? I do know that Nintendo 64 is, like, ridiculously hard to emulate, so that might be what's holding that up. Yeah. Dude, they haven't um, even yeah, tapped into the Amiibo markets for these things. Like, what... Like for, they're gonna make amiibos of the N sixty four. That's the amiibo. You use that on the, you know. I mean, like that's they can do that shit with it too. Because that. Dude, those, you're, all right, you know. now, now you're blowing my mind. That would be amazing if you could just scan it and get all the games. But anyway, yeah, uh, that is a good point too, though, right? When you talk about products, right? Like Nintendo does have so many things, and like Smash Brothers is coming out, and think about all the characters that they're adding back to the game. All the amiibos, or who are new. And are all going to have new amiibos. Like, they already confirmed Ridley has an amiibo. It almost made it to the news this week, but I didn't want you guys' eyes to glaze over. But Pichu and Ice Climbers both are confirmed to have amiibo now. Snake uh, amiibo? So, uh, More than likely. Sna- Snake is legitimately the only one that raises any questions for me. Just because that's the only one that has, like, any weird right stuff that could be tied up. But, like, they did it for Cloud and Bayonetta and fucking Ryu. And so, like, I don't see why not. Because Konami's the worst. But that, you know... Could be. But they also like money. Yeah, exactly. So they'll, if they if Nintendo says, "Listen, let us make a little toy of your dude. He'll make you money." They'll go, oh, "Yeah, sure." So I don't see why not, dude. It's gonna happen, you know. 
Yeah. There's going to be a meme so, for all the characters, and every character is there, and there's going to be new ones, and then there's going to be, like, variant ones, and then there's going to be all the other games, like, Pokemon Let's Go is going to have Amiibos, and, like, the, do you think the $50 Pokeball is the beginning? The whole new toy line is going to launch for that game. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're going to make hotcakes of money just from this shit, so... <laughs> <laughs> we bathing in it, <laughs> and they're still selling 3ds's and 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 making shit for that. So you know, come on. <laughs> yeah, they 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 literally also had a. There was a, another quote that came out from this all this stuff where uh, they were saying that like, yeah, we're considering the like the possibility of like a 3ds successor and stuff. And you know, it's like obviously you don't say we're gonna kill something while it's still selling, yeah. but. I don't think that they're going to make, like, a new DS, no. but I wonder if they might make, like, another version of it. Like, they did, like, oh, it's the 2DS XL. Like, yeah. What if we get, like, the new, like one last version of the 3DS? Oh, come on, dude. Like, All you right, know they're going to do push, that. Last push, baby. I mean, we got to make the money. we got to make that money. Every time they do it, they put a sale on the old one. So, move mm-hmm. stock. Literally this week, they announced new special edition 2DS XLs. See, um, they're already making special right. editions yep. of that. I know they announced a bunch that were like European and the European uh, Japan and Japan exclusives. exclusives. Um, there's there's a hot oh, Animal a, Crossing one, I, and then Minecraft one, which is like, oh my god, Nintendo. Yeah. Xbox, Wait till they man. make the Fortnite uh, Switch edition, uh, with pops out and it's got the fucking Fortnite play. Kids are gonna eat that shit like candy, dude. It's gonna be insane. <laughs> they, they haven't made Fortnite amiibos, but I guarantee you that's probably in the works coming up. Like it's stupid as nah. shit. Fortnite's the biggest game no. ever, and Nintendo's got a partnership. They're like they're doing great. <laughs> Ooh, what if what Everything's if Nintendo's now? product that sets the world on fire is they've got the GameCube controllers and the GameCube controller adapter works for the Switch. But what if you really just want two Joy-Cons that slide on to your Switch and are shaped like the halves of a GameCube controller? Oh my god, I would love that so much. And it would open them up for cool. like GameCube ports and cool. you know like Virtual Console, but not Virtual Console, but you know what we're yeah. talking about. Um, yeah, I would love that. So I, you know, I think it's it's going to be interesting to see. And uh, I just, you know, sometimes it's fun to just open it up and, and see what pops out of your guys' mouths. Uh, <laughs> Knowing but, uh, Nintendo, I, it will just be a new Nintendo Labo set that's like, oh my god, I forgot box. Labo. Oh my god, <laughs> dude, they're gonna make like a hundred Labos, and it's gonna be like insane. I, they're gonna kill with Labo. Kids are gonna eat that shit up too. <laughs> I mean, I know that uh, in the UK, it sold more than God of War did in its first week on the market. See? So it's fucking wild, man. Uh, can't can't keep a good Nintendo down. They market so. like a toy company, and they're just like, "You want this cardboard, bitch? Come on, you know you do." <laughs> it's like, pay pay us seventy dollars for some cardboard. You know you want it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think to a point that Sean made quite some time ago, uh, Nintendo's definitely in a, a, a strong position right now, and uh, I think no matter what their moves are this year it's only gonna help bolster what has already been a really successful push for them with the nintendo switch and uh a ball that i i hope keeps rolling because it's great to see nintendo on top i think a healthy nintendo is great for the industry and uh it seems like they are finally in a a really good spot again for the first time in quite some time uh and speaking to everybody you know um the core is happy. They're still speaking to the casuals. They're still making their goofy fucking cardboard box games and selling me action <laughs> figures. So God bless them, Nintendo. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see what, what they've got for the rest of uh, 2018 planned for us and very, very excited for what's going to be happening into 2019 for Nintendo. So if you guys want to let us know what you're thinking about uh, what's been going on with Nintendo or what you think that they might have uh, cooking for us in the next couple months, you can hit us down in the comments down below. Hit us up at thevideogamepals at gmail.com or hit uh, – or – excuse me. Ugh, I need to drink some water. Uh, or hit us up on social media at the Comics Pals, wherever your social media is sold, and uh, let us know what you're thinking. And uh, remember, if you're an audio listener, you guys can help out the show if you enjoyed it by liking it on your platform of choice, heading over to Apple Podcasts and giving us one of those sweet five star ratings. Or if you're a YouTube viewer, uh, liking the video, subscribing to the channel if you haven't already, and clicking that notification bell to make sure you're getting updates whenever we post. Uh, so before we get out of here, we're going to do some plugs. Sean, why don't you start us off? Cool. So, uh, if you want to hear me and Pete talk about comic books, you can head over and listen to the latest episode of The Comics Pals. Uh, we had some guests on this week, Andrew Maxwell and Goran Gligovich. Can't believe I still remember that. Uh, <laughs> and we talked about their new book, which is being kickstarted uh, today, actually, uh, July 10th. Um, the Body Tales of Lazo Kale. 
Uh, we also reviewed a couple comic books for you guys, Captain America number one, Batman number 50, and Man of Steel number six. Uh, and then, of course, we also have our Ant-Man and the Wasp review up right now, which you can go check out as well. So lots of content for you guys out there if you're a fan of that stuff. And uh, as for me, I am on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Soapbox. So hit me up to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm game. Andy, so uh, I don't have all that stuff about the Comics Pals to say. You can find me over on Twitter at Tiger underscore Millions. I'm down to talk about whatever you want, as long as it's not pirate-related. I know that's really Sean's wheelhouse, and you should direct all pirate-related questions to Sean. You know what, Andy? (laughs) Uh, Actually, I think you're the expert, so people should probably go your way with that. Yeah, that's fair. I like pirates. They're cool. You're you're wrong, Andy. But uh, Thompson, you, you're an old man. That's because pirates. You are don't stupid. know what's hip now. <laughs> pirates were never hip, <laughs> ever. All right, Thompson. Why don't you tell the kids where they can come to talk to you about pirates? No, get out of here. You find me at Relic <laughs> Vampire on Twitter, and uh, don't talk to me about pirates. Talk to me about Hearts of Iron. That Andy's going to play with me, right, Andy? Yeah, sure. If you get a pirate-specific mod for Hearts of Iron. Oh my god, I'm I'm not playing that game with you. You, you killed my hype for a game I love. <laughs> All right, and if you guys want to connect with me, like Sean said, you can find me on the Comics Pals with him. You can find me and Thompson over on Pals Play, which is a show he never remembers to plug. Uh, We're going to be playing uh, The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit this week, so go check that out. Um, Life is Strange 2 Hype! And then uh, if you want to connect with me, I'm at loud underscore Pete on Twitter and Instagram, and uh, come talk to me about this or any other episode of this or any other show I'm on, and uh, we'll have a great time. Uh, and with that, we're the Video Game Pals signing off. We will catch you all next Take week. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.